The following program is sponsored by Wealth Enhancement Group. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Wealth Enhancement Group or its guests and do not reflect the opinions of News Talk 830 and Odyssey Inc. Advisory services offered through Wealth Enhancement Advisory Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Certain but not all investment advisor representatives at Wealth Enhancement Advisory Services are also registered representatives of and offer securities through LPL Financial Member FINRA, SIPC. Wealth Enhancement Group and Wealth Enhancement Advisory Services are separate entities from LPL. Wealth Enhancement Group is a registered trademark of Wealth Enhancement Group, LLC. Sound strategies to make sense of your financial life. Answers to everyday questions pertaining to your money. Brought to you by Wealth Enhancement Group. Helping you to plan and invest with confidence and clarity. After all, it's your money. Good Sunday morning. Rashini Rajkumar here. You are listening to Your Money on WCCO Radio with hosts Bruce and Peg. Long-term care is one of the most daunting prospects of aging. No matter your age, you're You should be thinking about it. Bruce and Peg will discuss the steps you can take now to help prevent financial disaster and ensure you get the care you need as you age. You can text and call us today on our studio line, 651-989-9226. Of course, all week, ask your questions of Peg and Bruce at 888-6ADVICE or email them at yourmoney at wealthenhancement.com. Dot com. Here's Senior Vice President, Financial Advisor Peg Webb, and the founder of Wealth Enhancement Group, Financial Advisor Bruce Helmer. Good morning, Bruce and Peg. Good morning. Hi, Rashini. Hi, Peg. Hey, hey Peg. Uh, and, and again, very nice lead into the topic, Rashini. Thank you. But, Peg, before we get to talking about long-term care, I, I just personally want to say this. Um, Memorial Weekend to a lot of people is about picnicking and going to the beach, but let's not lose sight of why we have this holiday. Uh, I think as a country, sometimes uh, we don't always give our servicemen and women the recognition that they deserve. And uh, Memorial Day is for those that made the ultimate sacrifice. So if you know someone, who uh, a family or somebody that, that lost one, uh, a loved one for serving their country, Make sure you reach out and offer a thank you and uh, show your support and appreciation. And let's not forget why we have uh, Monday off uh, for this holiday and uh, thank our serviceman or woman. Um, hey, uh, long-term care, this is a tough topic. This is just something nobody wants to think about. Nobody wants to confront this. Uh, over the years, we've talked about it on this show a lot. Sometimes it's actually made people angry because they thought we're trying to sell them long-term care insurance that they don't want or they don't need. And we should first, I think, differentiate between long-term care planning and long-term care insurance. And we'll talk about both today, but uh, uh, I'll lead you in that way, Peg. Yeah, I think long-term care planning is something that we have preached since we became financial advisors in that have a plan, work the plan. I would say that when it comes to long-term care, that's the last thing people want to talk about, just the last thing. And you have this vision, I know I do, of getting old, which who actually would like to, to have that vision when they're, let's say, in their 40s, you know. The people that come to Wealth Enhancement Group tend to be, 40, 50, a lot of times right before they retire. And life has just kind of given them a path, and it didn't include long-term care planning. So when they come to see us, 
we start talking about what is your plan. Now, I usually get deer in the headlights because not a lot of people, Bruce, sit down and try to create a a long-term care plan. So what we do is we educate people and we say, okay, if your plan, and I've said this a million times, if your plan is to have your children take care of you, you know, in your old age, you may want to have like a family meeting now and talk about it. And then also when you talk about long-term care planning, you have to decide if it is going to cost you money, which uh, in your retirement plan, you've got to kind of calculate what will that cost, or do you want to hire an insurance company to take on that risk for you by, by way of paying a annual premium? Yeah, and, and, and again, um, and, and we'll probably differentiate before we're done here about who is a good candidate to use insurance and who doesn't need to use insurance. But I think the key point here is is that everybody needs to do some sort of long-term uh, care planning for two reasons. Number one, statistically speaking, there's a high chance of probability that you're going to spend some time in some sort of a long-term care uh, situation at some point in your life. And number two, and maybe this is where we want to start getting a little specific, not to scare people, but the cost of it is extraordinarily high. So in other words, you don't have to be in some sort of a care situation very long, and you can deplete a lot of your assets. And for a lot of people, that's that's the primary motivation, the preservation of assets or legacy planning. Now, it's more complicated than that, but the, the cost alone is a reason for some people to transfer that risk from their, from themselves to a large multi-billion dollar insurance company. Yeah, Bruce, I think, you know, I don't know if it's because we're in the business or I feel like there's a lot of talk about the the cost of being cared for. And a lot of our clients are witnessing this with their own parents today. So like in-home healthcare, a lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to stay home. Well, if you want to get some kind of service at home or some home health aid, it's going to be around $4,500 a month, which is probably big numbers for somebody who's in their 80s and 90s and, and thinking, oh, I have to put that money out for that kind of service. If you go into assisted living or an adult daycare situation, you know, adult daycare popping in and out is about 1600 a month, but assisting living runs uh, 4300 Then you get to this nursing home, which everybody wants to block out of their uh, mind that they could possibly go into one of those facilities. But a semi-private room right now monthly is 7700 and a private room as high as 8800 I personally, in my practice, I'm sending out 10000 12000 a month uh, for clients that are in a facility in our Minneapolis area. Well, and, and I like you just said something I think pretty profound as you went through some of these costs. Again, number one, emphasizing how expensive this is and how quickly this can deplete assets. But number two, I, a lot of people still, to me, Peg, refer to this as, quote, nursing home insurance. And that goes into another motivation to maybe ensure the risk because long-term care doesn't just cover going into a nursing home. And as you said, 
Most people want to avoid that and have some other alternative type of care that they find preferential, and a long-term care insurance policy can help them, um, you know, with those costs as well and, and ease the burden and give them a choice of the type of care they receive rather than be forced into something that they'd rather not do. So it's not just for nursing homes. It's for, like you said, assisted living, in-home health care, and, and, and a lot of other uh, 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 situations where you just can't take care of yourself any longer. Yeah, the other thing that I witnessed, Bruce, is if a client doesn't have a plan for long-term care, meaning they haven't bought insurance, they haven't forewarned their family that they're going to need help, is if it's a couple, the healthy one tends to take care of the one that needs help. And then as I witness this, all of a sudden, both of them become unhealthy because the task is so daunting. So once again, just having a plan is better than not, especially, you know, if you're um, as a couple. And then it's not the worst thing, you know, to involve your family in talking about this. And what is the real likelihood that you'll need it? Because, Bruce, this is another thing people are going, well, that, that's not happening to me. I've got parents. I've got aunts and uncles. No one's ever used a facility. Uh, but really, $8.3 million, million, million people in the United States receive some kind of care. Now, because of modern medicine and technology and, and Bruce, just what you and I have witnessed healthcare-wise in, in the decades we've been doing this job, is people are living longer. And so it's actually quoted that uh, estimates of 50 to 70% of today's 65-year-olds will need some type of long-term care just by way of, uh, of modern medicine keeping us alive longer. Yeah, and so the prevalence is higher than people think. Now, it is true that the duration for how long you'll need care can, can vary dramatically. Sometimes it's just days, but sometimes it's decades and everywhere in between. But I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the average long-term care need runs something like, I don't know, I want to say 27 months. So it's longer than two years. And if you, if you need care for more than two years, that's going to be a lot of money. Yeah, and then there's also this kind of myth out there that Medicare, you know, or Medicaid will pay for me that I don't need to save, but really Medicare only covers the first 100 days. And that's 100 days of skilled nursing um, care in a facility. And then it's 100% on your yourself thereafter. Now, Medicaid, they do provide some long-term assistance, but only once you've exhausted pretty much all of your money. So um, from that standpoint, you don't necessarily want to have a financial plan that you plan on um, using Medicaid as part of your payment. So, but Bruce, I still think most people try to block out the longer golden years. And this isn't in our outline, but before we talk about the insurance as a, as a main topic and talk about, you know, who buys it and who doesn't, when we go back to planning and all the financial forecasts that you and I do for clients, people will bring up to me, well, how, 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 do you, how do you incorporate that into your financial plan? 
<clears throat> well, we often talk on this show about when do people spend most of their money. Well, if they retire, and then we call those the go-go years, where they want to go, if you will, spend money for that bucket list. They want to travel, you know, and they want to do all sorts of things. Then there's kind of like these slow-go years, and then there's actually these no-go years. So when we do this forecast, we normally have high spending, moderate spending, and then high spending again uh, just for health reasons, which can include long-term care insurance. So I just wanted to preface with that before we talk about like who considers long-term care insurance. Yeah, that's good stuff. And you're absolutely right, Peg. Uh, I'm quite confident that I've never had a client that spent more their second five years after they retired than the first five. Everybody goes and does all the things they've been waiting to do when they retire, and they go do those things in the first five years. But then later on, in the third five years or ten years and longer after you retire, then you start spending again, and it's usually related to your health care costs. So, so again, I think we've, we've, we've made people realize that, number one, this is more prevalent than they might think it is. Number two, it's very expensive. Number three, they might want to have some control in what kind of care they receive. Number four, you can't rely on Medicare, Medicaid, or medical assistance. You don't get help there until you're basically spent down all of your money. So I think we've kind of made the case for why this is something that people need to plan for. Let's talk a little bit about the insurance part of it. And, again, I just want to say we're not trying to sell long-term care to everybody listening. Many people are not good candidates for it. Many people should not buy it. But let's talk about what it does, who should consider it. And I think, you know, you and I volunteer all the time that you and I are people that did buy it. So it's not like we're trying to sell some snake oil to somebody that we don't use ourselves. You and I both own long-term care policies. Yeah, and I think, Bruce, too, it's easier for us to to have made that decision because we actually got to live through people's lives who we saw needed it and how their wealth uh, just drained very quickly. So that was a motivation for me, including some family uh you know, things that happened in our family that said, oh, I better cover myself. But when you think about buying insurance, it, absolutely you have to do some research. Uh, financial advisors are really good resources for finding out, you know, the pros and cons and how it might be tailored to you. Wealth Enhancement Group has a, a long-term care specialist, Pam Tracy, that uh, often joins us on the show but how wonderful it is to have her on our roundtable because it is complex. So when you think about insurance, um, it might be more affordable than you think because I think, Bruce, there's a lot of hearsay out there. Oh, my God, a fortune. I mean, don't even look at it because it's just going to drain your savings accounts. But you might be surprised. Um, the average annual premium for a 55-year-old couple is $3,000. Now, there's so much to that quote that I just said. You know, there's an inflation rider. Is it going to keep up with the cost of it? Um, I have to tell the women listening today that women cost a ton more for long-term care than men because supposedly we continue to live a lot longer. So the insurance companies want to get their, uh, you know, payback for how much we, we may claim in the future. 
The other thing that I get asked a lot, Bruce, when we're talking about insurance is what does it really cover? Because there's some stories out there where it didn't work for people, where they bought it so long ago, and then the the insurance company said, oh, no, it doesn't cover that, it doesn't cover this, but you've got to do your homework as to what does it cover. Does it cover home health care, which I would highly recommend? Does it cover some of these assisted living facilities? Does it cover this adult daycare, not just nursing homes? Um, And most of the policies today, and I call them the modern policies, cover all four of those things. And here's the kicker and why you and I bought it in our 40s. You actually have to buy it before you need it, like any other insurance, right? If you have a health issue, you the likelihood is you're probably not going to get long-term care insurance. And we bought it in our 40s because I said, oh, well, we feel healthy now, you know, and we witnessed people. And, and this is probably the saddest part of our job, Bruce, is I've witnessed 50-somethings with Alzheimer's. And I actually, I kind of have goosebumps right now because when I think about those families and how that changed their lives and how expensive it was uh, to, to take care of that person for decades of time, um, those are the things that you think about when should you consider buying it or not. Would you like to leverage or pass on that cost to an insurance company by way of paying a premium? Um, that's all good stuff, and I got a couple of other things I jotted down. But you know what? I, I bet you if we open it up to questions, a lot of these other things that maybe we wanted to mention are going to come up in answers to questions anyway. Rashini, let's get listeners involved. Absolutely. Well, you've definitely hit a chord with listeners. We've got some texts coming in. People can call and text us for the rest of the hour, 651-989-9226. This listener says, what is a reasonable amount of long-term care coverage uh, to carry? Hey, that's a great question. And Peg, that's, that's, you know, again, the more coverage you want, the longer or the bigger dollar amount, the higher the premium. So how do you balance the affordability or the premium versus the amount of coverage you actually get? That's a great question. It is good in that um, we do use family history to some degree. You know, if you happen to have a grandmother or somebody that you know that had Alzheimer's or dementia and they were in a nursing home for eight or nine years, that might be different than someone who says, hey, I don't have any experience uh, and It's interesting that you can tailor these policies pretty much the way you want. And I I usually start, Bruce, with how much can you afford? How much can you take out of your budget to protect you for the long term and then back into it? I'm a big fan of including home health care, and I'm a big fan of including an inflation amount that actually compounds over time because we've witnessed that health care costs are way above uh, the average inflation rate. So there isn't a cut and dry answer there, but I mentioned a couple things on how I start the discussion with my clients. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things that's never gonna be an exact science because we just don't have a crystal ball to know exactly what's gonna happen and how long you'll need care and when you're gonna pass away and so forth. But I like your answer, it made it, it makes a lot of sense in terms of how you lead into it, and especially affordability. And But you said something really interesting that I want to give uh, listeners clarity on. You said it starts with how much can I afford, and I can imagine a lot of listeners going, 
Well, I don't know how much I can afford, and I will tell listeners that's part of our job as comprehensive financial planners. We do future value forecasting. We do projections, and we determine how much can you afford for this cost without detracting from your lifestyle, and, and we help you determine that number. But Peg is absolutely right. Once we know how much you can comfortably set aside to ensure that risk, that helps guide us into the appropriate way to structure the policy. Rashini, do we have time to squeeze in one more? Yeah, I think we can squeeze this one in. This person says, in my 70s, good health, no meds, have long-term care for the past seven years. Now I'm told within two years it will go up $2,000 for premiums. Does not seem fair as I am paying for others. Yet can't be without it. Hey, again, a great question. And I'm going to say, Rashini, we might have to defer some of our answer on the other side after the break because, Peg, the question about increasing premiums with regard to long-term care is a legitimate one, and it's fair, but I don't know if we can do it justice in the less than a minute or so that we, uh, we have left. So let's, uh, let's, that, I'm, I'm glad we set it up with the question, and now we know, I think, what we want to talk about when we come back from break. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So we are going to go with your calls and texts for the rest of the hour, listeners. So give us a call, 651-989-9226. You can also text us at that same number, 651-989-9226. And I'll give you a little teaser also from me, Bruce and Peg. So I'm a small business owner since I left TV news in early 2006. And one of the first things my financial advisor advised me to do was buy that long-term care insurance. So I'm going to have some questions for you also when we come out of the break. So lots of really great questions coming in, lots of great information from Bruce and Peg. No matter what your age, it is never too early to start thinking about your long-term care. More money, more of your money when we return. We are back on Your Money, Rashini Rajkumar, along with your hosts, Peg and Bruce. Again, the number to call today, 651-989-9226. You can also use that number to text us. Hey, we got an um, upgrade here on the Wealth Enhancement uh, Radio website. And I wanted to let the listeners know to go take a look at it because you can actually listen to all of our past shows, and they're on very quickly after we uh, run the show live. And then also we write some articles that Bruce and I write, um, and they're also on that website. But if you go to wealthenhancement.com backslash radio, that will get you directly to our website. And then also if you go to wealthenhancement.com under resources, click on resources, our radio show website will pop up if you click on radio. So we're excited, Bruce. It's a refresh. It's uh, very timely, easy, easy for people to be able to uh, listen to shows or maybe you missed the one a couple weeks ago that you wished you had heard. You can now go in there and listen uh, today. You know, and I'm one that's slow uh, to adopt the technological advancements that we have, but even I recognize that as a society today and as a world, there's so many different ways to get information, and our our marketing team and our our company is trying to keep up with the times and give give people every opportunity they can to get financial information because we firmly believe that better educated people, you know, the people, if, if they could do better, we all do better. If we all do better, all boats will rise together. 
So we're passionate about trying to get people financial help and education in any way we can in any format that works for them. So I'm, I actually made a note that today I'm going to go spend more time looking at our website because I don't do it often enough. Well, it really is an on-demand world. People want information when they want it. So I applaud you and the team at Your Money for giving people information at their fingertips because we don't all have the great information that you two have in our heads. All right, let's remind people of that detailed text uh, from earlier in the show, and Bruce and Peg are going to give us a thorough answer. This listener says they're in good health in their 70s, no meds. Long-term care for the last seven years. Now I'm told within two years it will go up $2,000 for premiums. Doesn't seem fair as I am paying for others, yet can't be without it. So let me paraphrase that just a little bit, Peg, and you can uh, answer. So I bought long-term care. I determined that I could afford it. Uh, Peg was my advisor. She helped me determine that I can afford it. And now my premium doubled, and now I can't afford it anymore. Now what do I do? Yeah, so, uh, well, this is happening often. Bruce, you and I know this firsthand because as we talked about uh, that we purchased it in our 40s, uh, our premium has gone up too. But let me talk about why the insurance companies have gone to the state regulators and asked for this increase. It's not that they could have just done it on their own. They had to go provide some numbers uh, to the individual states where the uh, insurance um, policies reside. Well, so what they're saying is uh, it's really a combination of lots of things that have happened over the last couple decades, and that is very low interest rates, increasing longevity. This, This has actually happened quite quickly. Lower than expected people dropping the policy. So with insurance, they're making some assumptions, right, that this certain percentage of people will walk away from it. They'll just drop the policy. And it turns out with long-term care policies, really not many people at all, a very low, low percentage are walking away. And then just the sheer health care cost, you know, the rate hikes on everything that they do, uh, they, they price these policies longer ago. Unfortunately, Bruce, um, you know, even if we mention it, that they have the ability to, to raise policies, um, the cost, we, we didn't, I didn't know how much it was going to go up in my future premiums. But what I can tell you is that compared to the new policies that are issued today, where I get personal comfort is that my policy is so much stronger, has so many more features and benefits than the policies that um, we're endorsing today for the same money, even with, not to shock you, Bruce, but mine went up 38%, not 50 um, but I'm willing to pay that because it's a, it's a very strong policy and it's going to do what I intended it to do. And yes, I've had to come up with some more premium. But then lastly, Bruce, what I did is I justified it by how much has my accounts, um, you know, how much has my net worth and accounts gone up over that time? And percentage-wise, um, it, 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 it then didn't seem so daunting. You and I have the uh, economic luxury to be able to absorb those premium increases 
without it impacting our lifestyle. Not everybody does. Not all of our clients do. And when that happens, we will work with the client to try to find the best possible solution. And again, the first half of the show, Peg, you mentioned uh, Pam Craig, and she's invaluable in those situations to look at what the options are. But some of the options might be to dilute your coverage a little bit, to reduce the amount of coverage, or to reduce uh, the cost of living adjustment, or maybe even convert to some sort of a hybrid policy that uh, combines with life insurance so that at least if you pass away and don't file a claim, you're not out all that money, you don't just drop the policy, there can be a death benefit component. So the bad news is is that, yes, these premiums can go up. And to the, to the texter's point, through no fault of your own because you're healthy, um, but you're in a pool with a lot of other people, and that's the way insurance always works. It's a law of large numbers. And so sometimes people in a good situation can suffer from those that aren't and see your premium increase. So that's the bad news. The good news is is that the vast majority of the time we can find some sort of a solution so you didn't just waste your money buying that policy and now you have to cancel or drop the policy. That, I, I don't know that I've ever had that happen. So that's, that's the good news. All right, and kind of related, this person says, I purchased LTC at age 50. The cost was 7200 annually. With the pandemic, this person is self-employed, and their internationally focused business was shuttered without any real idea of when it will return, if ever. They were unable to afford, afford the premium any longer, now lost all that was paid in. This person is from Rochester and says it seems very unfair and part of my distrust of LTC. Um, and I'll go first this time. There are horrors, you know, I, this is a really bad one. I have one or two situations with, with, that I've had with clients that have been not that horrifically bad result, but a bad result, an undesirable result. No question about that. Not trying to soft soap, but I'm very sensitive to the person that sent that text. That's, I, it, it really, you know, I feel your pain. But I would also say that for every negative experience that I've had with a client that, that they've had with long-term care, I've probably had 20 very positive experiences where the client would tell you, if I hadn't had that policy, it would have been financially devastating. That long-term care policy saved us. So, um, there's no question that sometimes there can be a situation where things don't go the way you intended. And this is a really dramatic example. Um, I've never had one quite that bad. And the very few that I have had are greatly outnumbered by the positive experiences. Peg, do you have anything more um, optimistic to tell the texture? I don't even know what, the, what else to say to that. Yeah, hopefully um, they hired someone or they used their financial advisor to go to bat for them. I am glad you brought up Pam again because uh, at, at that juncture you'd want to exhaust every possibility. Um, you mentioned owning a business, and I just want to throw this in here, that I, with COVID and just, you know, that's just a devastating story in itself. But for business owners, uh, the, the IRS actually allows uh, a deduction or a write-off, if you will, for long-term care policies. 
And I'm seeing that more so, I'm seeing it as group policies within a lot of companies, knowing how important it is. I haven't personally, Bruce, witnessed any of like this dramatic of a, a problem, but I, I do know that not all policies have uh, delivered what people hope that they did, meaning a lot of times there's just the, the policy is very thick, it's very detailed, um, and sometimes the assumptions that people make is that what it's going to cover uh, does not get covered. But personally, I haven't had a circumstance where uh, a person had to, after paying 7200 that they walked away and they got nothing. The, the offers that I've seen is at least the money back that you put in on some of these uh, pay increases. They're at least offering that. Well, that, that makes me think, and, and I'm glad you said that, Peg. Um, and again, the texture situation, I'm not sure if, you know, the agent or the representative or the financial advisor, how they acquired that long-term care. But I'm glad you said, I hope you, you'll go to, you'll go to battle and you'll fight for your rights. And at Wealth Enhancement Group, we're a fiduciary. We work for our client. We don't work for the big insurance company. And I'll tell you folks, if Peg Webb is your advisor, Peg Webb and Pam Kreese will fight the nail for you uh, against the insurance company to try to get the best result for you that they possibly can. So unfortunately to that texture, I don't know if there is a good result. I guess our advice is to try to fight and do what you can. And if worse comes to worse, um, there's probably some sort of a tax deduction in there as a business owner. But yeah, Rashini, there's no question that is a that is a horrific result. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, I'm going to insert my question here, but first I'll remind people you can call and text in our remaining minutes with Peg and Bruce this morning. We have under 10 minutes. Get in your question, 651-989-9226. Call or text us. All right, so when I started my business in early 06, within about 10 months of that, a financial advisor suggested I get the long-term care insurance, which I have continued to hold. Can you explain the differences in those payouts? Because a lot of times you have to wait 60 or 90 days, things like that, to get some of those uh, that benefit if needed. Rashini, that's a great question. And, and again, this is part of what makes long-term care complicated enough that, you know, Peg and I understand it to to a certain degree, certainly more than, you know, lay people walking the street that aren't in the financial services industry. But that's why we have someone like uh, Pam Krage, who's a specialist who knows more than we do that we can consult with uh, as a member of our roundtable. But, Peg, there's a lot of components. Rashini's specific question is to waiting periods, which is essentially the same as a a deductible. But there's also cost of living adjustments, and there's also how much coverage you buy. You know, the old policies back in the infancy stages of long-term care had unlimited coverage, which was part of the problem for actuaries. They didn't know what their risk exposure was, and that's part of the reason we've seen these dramatic premium increases. Today, you buy a bucket of money. You buy either a time period or a dollar amount, and that's the cap risk that the insurance company has. So actuarially, they can calculate more accurately what their risk exposure is and hopefully get those premiums more accurate so in the future you don't see those big premium increases. But talk a little bit about the various components, including the waiting period. 
Yeah, there, I kind of have a list in my long-term care folder um, on my desk. That sounds really old-fashioned, doesn't it? Uh, it should be on my should be on my computer at this point. But there's just certain questions that before you buy the policy, you have to have really clear in your mind, and that is what circumstances actually start the policy benefits. And Rashini, I think this is what you're saying. You know, what what has to happen to make it start, and then how long does it last? And do if I have a reoccurring event, you have to understand all that. And uh, the only negative is, is all the policies are different, right? Any insurance company, any policy, they're not all cookie-cutter policies. So you have to make sure you understand what yours is. And then the other big one is, what is considered an ADL? And a lot of people are like, what's an ADL? Well, it's activities of daily living. What actually triggers that insurance company to have to pay? Well, uh, two out of six. Uh, of these ADLs have to have happened to you, and that is bathing, dressing, transferring yourself, toileting, and continence. And, and so that actually you have to understand what triggers that policy. And then is there a shared benefit uh, for both? So my husband and I have this long-term care policy where we actually have um, both of them. So if my husband doesn't use his bucket of money, then it actually transfers to me. So I I would have double the amount. So that's something I encourage my clients to look for. And then here's the biggie. We talked about it a lot today. Does the insurance company have the right to raise premiums? And if they can, what does that actually mean? And then is there inflation protection? This is probably the biggest one to make sure that that a payment keeps up with with inflation over time. All right, Peggy and Bruce, we have several texts flooding in. Let's try to get through these. This person says, how would you interpret coverage of 100% of eligible expense per day of community-based care not to exceed $90 per day? Does that sound like in-home care? So that person is texting, it sounds like, Peg, the specific parameters of their policy, which is cool that they actually read it. Um, now, now, can we decipher what that means? I cannot because I, I, I actually really lean on the roundtable and Pam. That would be a question that I would ask her if that's actually average, if it's under par, over par, um, and she does the analysis for that. It's impossible for me to keep up with those in little in, innuendos within a policy. Yeah, I don't know specifically either. I think the texture is correct in their analysis of what it means. But, again, like anything else in financial planning, um, understanding and transparency is important. And you mentioned this earlier in the show, Peg, that I think a lot of people have purchased – long-term care and maybe other things in their life in the financial world and didn't fully understand everything and didn't know all the details. And I think, uh, again, Pam and, and, and our team would do such a good job explaining everything, giving complete transparency that you would understand. Now, in fairness to everybody, including other financial advisors, it's possible that they did give that explanation and there was clarity at that moment but that that clarity is not permanent because if you don't deal with this stuff every day, you might forget what that meant, even though you understood it at one time. But Rashidi, yeah, that one, it's impossible for us to be specific.
quick on answering. All right. Along those lines of details, this listener says, my aunt moved to long-term care. Her policy did not cover anything until she required a minimum of three cares from the facility, such as bathing, medication assistance, and or help with eating. She finally paid the penalty to get out of the insurance. When she finally needed help with two of the above, she paid the small additional monthly fee. She never was eligible for any rent help. It's extremely important to know all the details of what you're buying and what is required to collect on the policy. Wow, Peg, have you ever heard of a policy that requires three out of six instead of two out of six? That's a new one on me. Yeah, but but what people don't know is actually long-term care policies were sold 25, maybe 30 years ago. Not many, but there actually were out there. And so a lot of the 89, some of them bought it that long ago. So, Bruce, I'm not 100% sure because I don't deal with a lot of those older policies. Uh, it's possible. Yeah, that's the first I've ever heard of that, Rashidi. I never you – know, the, the standard now is the six things of daily living. If you can't do two of the six, any policy that I'm aware of that we've ever used, two out of six qualifies you for benefits. Well, and here's why it's so important to read your policy and also to have people like Peg and Bruce on your side to help you decipher. Because even if you read it, we are all lay people when it comes to this stuff compared with you two. All right, this quick question. How often should I get long-term care review so we know when and how to use it? Oh, that's a really good question. Peg, you have some insights? Well, I, what, I, what we do at Wealth Enhancement Group is that we do get a copy of the policy, whether you uh, bought it from us or not. Um, we don't review it on every annual review, but we do document what the basics are of the policy. And there's not a lot you can do to change the policy, right? Once you've bought it, you have no ability to really change it. When a uh, uh, in-depth review happens is when they send you a letter that says we're going to increase it. And like Bruce said, you have all sorts of options at that point. We uh, assist our clients in trying to figure out based on their lives what options they should take um, w- within that increase. Really quickly, because I know we're running out of time, I just want to add the Peg's answer. And I'm not trying to toot our own horn and be self-serving, but yes, if you did not buy the policy from us, but you need clarity and understanding and help, if you're a client of ours in other areas, we will provide that. Pam Create Crazy does that type of analysis and recommendations all the time for clients on policies that they didn't buy from us. We're happy to help in any way that we can. All right, lots of great questions today. We didn't get to all of our texts, but of course, Peg and Bruce will be back next week for more Your Money right here, same time, same place. So be sure to join us then. And then during the week, if you want to get your questions in, you can always email yourmoneywealthenhancement.com. You can also leave a question by voice at 888-6-ADVICE. Meantime, we hope you have a terrific and restful Memorial Day weekend. We'll be back with your money next Sunday. The previous program was sponsored by Wealth Enhancement Group. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Wealth Enhancement Group or its guests and do not reflect the opinions of News Talk 830 and Odyssey Inc.